Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant. And I'm Maddie Cassidy. And today we are sitting down with Communications and Events Manager Steve Hedlund uh, here at GAA to talk about the upcoming virtual goal conference. So get excited about that. But if you have not yet subscribed to the Aquademia Podcast, make sure you go to whichever podcast platform you are listening on right now and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss an episode every time we release it. And while you're at it, you might as well review us and give us a rating. And follow us on Twitter. If you're on social, we are located at Aquademia Pod or send us an email podcast at aquaculturealliance.org. That's right. And if you've checked off all of those boxes, then you're good to go and proceed to the rest of the conversation. So <laughs> you are welcome. Yep. Yep. Do all those we'll things talk. before you listen. Yep. We'll talk to you at the end. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. Sitting down with Steve Hedlund. What's up, Steve? Hey, not much. How are you? Good. Steve is the communications manager here at GAA. Correct. That that that's uh, still the right title. Yes, communications and events manager. Communications and events manager. All right, and he's here to talk about goal with us. Yeah, it's good to have you back, Steve. Yeah, yeah thank things you. are things are a little different this year. Very different. Um, yeah, the, the events business has been upended. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you don't if you don't know what goal is every year GAA puts on a, a it's not really a, a trade show it's a conference right I guess Correct. we wouldn't classify it as a trade show so we GAA puts on a conference every year um, for the global outlook in aquaculture leadership that's what goal stands for and uh, it's a it's grown into quite quite an event and we do it in a different location around the world every year uh, and this year it is in the cloud right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to give everyone a little backstory and I'll let Steve get into it because there's a lot of changes. I want him to talk about kind of what's new, what's different and what to expect if you're a regular goal attendee or if you're joining us for the first time. But, um, this year the event was supposed to be held in Tokyo, but obviously because of the global pandemic, we decided to not have a live in-person event and have everybody traveling around the world so we can protect people. And we're going to have a virtual goal this year. So, uh, Steve, can you give us a little background on kind of how this happened, and then we'll get into this year's goal? Yeah, definitely. I, uh, it, you know, it was. It's been an interesting year for sure, and as I said, the uh, <laughs> that's the events, a word for it. Yeah, the events business <laughs> has been really been upended because you're reliant on sometimes thousands and thousands of people from dozens and dozens of countries uh, gathering, and uh, while goal is. Um, smaller, you know, four to 500 people from about 30 countries. It still requires a lot of, um, a lot of travel as gold jumps around from continent to continent, you know, whether it's Asia, the Americas, or, or Europe from year to year. So there are just very few, if any, events in, in our business or in, in any business uh, this year, live events. So that forced us to... Um, to rethink how we do goal. And um, we were headed in that direction anyway. I'd say every five years or so, an event kind of needs to rethink itself. You know, it needs to evolve. And um, we, we were there with goal. 
um, I've been working on goal for about eight years and it, it was time for an evolution and, and this um, uh, pandemic forced us to really rethink how we do it. And that's why we're looking at, a, of course, a, a virtual event only this year, but moving forward in 2021 and beyond, uh, you know, a hybrid model with both a uh, virtual event and, and a live event simultaneously. So we really think that this is, or I really think that this is the future of, of B2B events. Um, so in our industry and others. So, yeah, I think it's, we're, we're fortunate that fortunate in quotations that yeah, despite the pandemic, at least it came during a time when technology is just flourishing with the amount of tools that we can use to to pull this off yeah and it's almost when something like this happens it almost forces technology to kind of kick into high gear and mm -hmm. and further innovations to come out faster than they normally would because they have to people need to figure out how to do this um kind of bummed that not going to tokyo in a few months <laughs> but we all are um, for sure yeah but we're still planning on going there in the future correct Yes, next year, uh, okay. October, after the uh, Summer Olympics. All right. So we didn't get to go to Boston this year, didn't get to go to Brussels this year, won't get to go to Tokyo this year, but we're all going to, you know, we'll make up for it all next year. So what's different with, obviously, with this being virtual, that's a big difference. But, I mean, how is the content really going to be different than previous years because you know it's it was a very like you said we need to evolve and we need to reevaluate what these live in-person events look like and goal has had a very kind of classic old school setup for the uh for the event you know with a big lecture hall and it's just kind of one session speech after, after another. speech kind of is is what you're looking at yeah um right. so how so how have you looked into uh, changing the presentation of this since you have to do it virtually this year. What what is what what can people expect if they've been to goal before? I'd say the content is similar in that we continue to address the the key challenges and opportunities facing aquaculture. However, the flow of the content is is much different because you don't you don't have the audience's undivided attention. People can cut in and out at any time. Right. So we're structuring. Um, the program um, in a way that um, allows for people to kind of pick and choose which sessions they'd like to attend. And there will be seven sessions total over the course of uh, three days, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Though the conference platform and application will be open um, the entire time. So if there isn't um, a session in, in progress, uh, attendees can still um, network and uh, and meet, so it's um, cool. So it's, it's like more an open loose. platform. Yeah, it's it's more loose because you're at a live event, really any live event, and it's intense. You know, you're there, you're listening. You're there's music. Chatting. There's people there's, everywhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we don't have that that luxury isn't there. So we need to. Um, uh, you know, get get right to the point with a lot of what we're trying to get across and be very um, uh, efficient and concise with what we're trying to deliver uh, in terms of quick presentations, quick question and answer panel discussions. That's, you know, we it has to be has to be quick this year. And there was a, anyone that's attended 
the conference before, there's there's always the staple presentations that happen every year. So there's yeah, award keynotes. ceremonies and, and, and things like that. Will that continue uh, this year as well, even though it's virtual? Yes. Yeah. Keynote addresses, ceremonies, perhaps not as many ceremonies, but, mm-hmm. you know, the program will look and feel similar. It just will be broken up differently. The flow will just be... Just in a more comfortable chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And those social and networking events that are so much fun, I mean, that's difficult to replicate too. Uh, yeah. So... I think that's you know, a big really... part of why people go to events like Goal. Yes. You know, I think the I think the information is yes. great to have, but I think the the real reason that people go a lot of times is for those in-person social events because that's when a lot of work gets done. That's when a lot of meetings happen, that's when a lot of networking happens, and that's when a lot of people are able to kind of let loose and relax a little bit and and think about their business in different ways because they're in a more relaxed social environment. And I think that there's something to be said for that. So, I mean, how are we going to be trying to replicate that type of environment? Do we have some some plans for that? We do. Yeah, we definitely do. Uh, the partner who we're working with uh, who's custom building a, a conference platform and application. There's functionality in the platform and application that allows for uh, attendees to quote unquote call a meeting, and these meetings can take place within um, within the uh, corporate uh, profiles of members. It's sort of like lingering. There's a lot of you know we we talk about in 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 conferences, kind of lingering in the hall and catching up with people before or after a plenary or um, uh, at a, at a dinner or a cocktail hour, and you know we're trying to replicate that as much as possible. It's 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 definitely different. And there's a bit more planning ahead. The spontaneity isn't quite there. Um, but we're opening up the conference platform and application before the conference to allow people to go in there and schedule meetings, one-on-one meetings. Um, so it will have a bit of a feel of, as a live event. And I, I think you'll find that with, with a lot of trade shows and conferences now, um, there's, there's always the spontaneity, and that's difficult to replicate. But um, if you look... At, especially at a trade show, usually your every hour of when the show floor is open is accounted for uh, with, with meetings, one meeting after another. I have one at 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, yeah. 3, 4, 5. So um, it, it was it was in that direction anyways because it, for, for a lot of people, this is the one or one time a year that they may have a chance to sit down and, and, and chat mm. casually. So you True. still have the opportunity to do that with a virtual event um, and leaving it open and allowing for scheduling of meetings well before the conference, I, I think will help with that. And, and, and attendees can message each other too. They can, they can check in with each other and say, hey, do you, you know, you have time to meet for 15 minutes uh, in two days? So Will that allow for like video in-person face-to-face chatting like this or is it mostly like a instant message type chat room? Both. So you kind of oh, might wow, start cool. off as an instant message, but then leads to a Zoom-like or Teams-like uh, call, video, video wow. call. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was the case. That's very cool. So you can really have face-to-face. You're just not in the same room. Yeah, exactly. Or town or country. Exactly. <laughs> the and, 2020 and the, version of face-to-face. Yeah. It's as good as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the naysayers may say, okay, well, you anyone can get on Zoom or Teams, right? But um, the spontaneity of it, 
and you yeah. you may have a better chance of uh, connecting with someone if they're if they're a fellow attendee of a of a conference or trade show. So yeah, no um, difference than right. the, than the live event. Exactly. exactly. The only thing that could make it better is if you could virtually buy someone a drink that gets <laughs> delivered to them, so you can have you know have a meeting uh, over drinks. Well, drinks, Sean, you were talking are, about. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> drinks are free at Goal. What are you talking about buying someone a drink? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this year it's BYOB though. Yes. BYOB, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Justin? Oh, I was just saying, you know, everyone can make it the, their own experience. I just, I'll tell the wife, hey, listen, I got a three-day conference. I'm going to lock myself in this room with a, with a mini fridge and, you know, listen to some um, lectures, do some Zoom chats, and it'll be like the real thing, just uh, in the comfort of yeah. my own locked room. <laughs> Don't have to wear a suit, or yeah, at least true. a full suit. Maybe you wear the top half of a suit. Um, me and Justin so are going to shift a little bit, because last year we were running around. If anyone was at goal last year uh, in India, you'll probably remember seeing me and Justin run around like headless chickens with cameras the whole time, trying to get as much photo and video as we could. So we're not, we're not going to be doing that this year. So that's a big change for us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. I'm excited. I mean, we obviously know a little bit more of what the functionality looks like and, and what the plans are. Uh, and there'll be more to come to our, to our listeners and to our audience as, as things unfold even more, but it, it's something to get excited about and uh, share with, within your friend and your network to try to uh, just get as many people to attend, attend as possible. It's going to be a great event. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. the platform that we're using is going to allow us to have really the best possible experience next to an in-person event there's just so yep. many great features mm -hmm. and it's i'm really excited i think it's going to be really great and also isn't it correct me if i'm wrong but isn't it the only seafood event that's really happening in 2020 like big large-scale seafood event perhaps i mean there are others of 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 varying size but i don't think there's anything quite like this though yeah yeah so what's been the response steve like since people couldn't attend Boston, since they couldn't attend Brussels, you know, all these events have been canceled for this year. Um, what has been the response when we put it out there that, hey, we're still having goal, but it's virtual this year. Has it been mostly positive response or have people have some people been disappointed that it's not happening in person? Um, what, what have you seen? Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 interesting for sure, because of the, the dynamic this year, we've been. You know, we've been so day to day where we're kind of watching like, okay, what's, what's the next shoe to drop, <laughs> which, mm -hmm. which trade show is canceling or postponing, which, which, which conference is, is canceling or post postponing. And, uh, the message that, that I, and we, we tried to get across with, um, with goal was just more of a, a shift in, in, in a model, um, that we weren't really postponing or canceling we were to a degree that. We can't be in Tokyo this year, and hopefully we'll be in Tokyo next year. But, you know, generally positive. I, I think uh, people were excited by, um, by what, uh, what, what's to come. And I think they've participated in a lot of uh, web conferences uh, since, mm. since, since uh, January, February, March. And, and, um, it has become and, very common. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're getting used to it, and they're getting a sense of... Um, no, not, not what's good and what's bad, but, you know, what, what they like about it and what they don't like about it. Mm -hmm. And we're fortunate in that our event is always in the fall. And that's given us time to kind of 
uh, research what um, what works best and what doesn't work best, and try to bring the try to bring the best to goal. So again, it's been generally positive. I mean, people are of course disappointed that they can't meet face to face this year potentially. But are they? Un- but I, I imagine most people understand why. They, like people probably aren't really <laughs> making so. much of a stink about it, right? Yeah, they <laughs> they certainly point. understand, and I think it's helped that we've we've really opened it up. There's no registration. We, we, we've opened it up to all individual and corporate members, as well as members of, of strategic partners, which, which are basically other member-based uh, associations like the Global Aquaculture Alliance. And I think making it so accessible this year is key. You yeah. know, we're not charging 500 bucks or 1000 bucks to access the conference. This is really about keeping the industry um, engaged and continuing with the collaboration and not taking a year off. Taking a year off in the events business is, is a death sentence. Yeah, and for sure. And I think people, Sean, like you said, people really appreciate that we're doing something and we're trying to do it the best we can and that there's something um, that we're not just taking a year off. So, Well, I think we've established goal as a really reliable source of information uh, that happens every year. And I think people are, I, I think people would be really disappointed if we if we didn't offer that information out there. Uh, by just saying no, sorry, we're not doing it this year. So uh, I think I think we made the right call, and I want to thank you for uh, that easy alley oop you just sent me. How can people get in, involved? How can they attend? You know, what's the best way for them to do it? Yeah, to become a member, to become a member, okay. and individual membership is uh, fifty dollars. It's very accessible. So and normally, for, if you're coming to goal, how much would it cost you just to attend goal? Between a thousand and two thousand dollars, typically. Okay, so. All expenses. One to two thousand dollars, fifty dollars, and then your membership. You're you're a member for good for a year. Yeah, per year. And that means I mean, so you get, get all access the to other things as well, not just goal. Exactly. A lot of yeah, other yeah. membership benefits too. And then does that give you a discount for goal in the future for the other events if you're a member? It does. It does. Last year it was six hundred dollars. Um, so it's so it'll be it. in the neighborhood of six hundred dollars next year too. It's a significant discount. Yeah. And I don't want to just sound like we're just trying to be a commercial for membership and just push you to become a member. But you know, this is if you've thought about attending goal but haven't gotten a chance to do it, this is the year to jump on it. Yeah. And if you've see what it's you know, about. Yeah. And if you've thought about becoming a member, you're not sure about it, like this is also the year to do it because there's a lot of good stuff that you get. There's more stuff this year that you would get um, than than most years. So pretty solid case for becoming a member there. So that's all I'm going to say for, you know, our promotion of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as far as accessibility goes, I think it's really exciting that we're able to open it up to so many people this year because last year, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast episode, but we hosted a farmer's day for goal, which was the first day of the conference and the conference, the sessions and the keynote speeches were broadcast to practitioners of aquaculture across Southeast Asia, right, Steve? A few different countries um, were able to tune in and watch. And we had such great positive feedback from that. And so basically, we're going to be able to extend that even further to not only Southeast Asia, but the entire world to anybody who... I know, people are going to get spoiled. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really excited because goal in the past has been prohibitive to some people because of the cost. So it's really exciting that we're going to be able to open up to so many people this year who've never been able to attend, whether that be because of they can't travel there or because of the cost of actually attending. So I'm just excited about that part of it. 
speaking of that, this is that was actually another great transition, Maddie. We're doing well today, guys. Good job. <laughs> um, segways. Yeah, talking about the accessibility, and you know, last year we we did a live broadcast of some of you know the first day uh, to different parts of Southeast Asia, and this year everything is obviously going to be broadcast uh, over the internet with it being virtual event. I know some of it is probably going to be live, but some of it is going to be pre-recorded as well, so we can you know uh, field some questions and and communications during the event. How is this going to affect the events in the future? I mean, are we going to be doing more virtual things, in, like a hybrid of virtual and in-person stuff? Like, what, what, what? In your mind, I know, I know you're not planning for this yet because right now you're kind of focused on this year's event. But in your mind, what do you see, kind of sticking around for future events that you think is going to be beneficial as we evolve? Because the event is starting to evolve. Right. So the plan in 2021 is to live stream the live event. Um, the whole thing. Yes. In its entirety. So it's, um, almost, you know, simultaneous, uh, uh, virtual and live and it's more than just watching. So the application and platform allows for attendees to, to still connect that functionality that we've been talking about is still accessible, whether you're at the event or you're off-site. So you could theoretically say you're back home and you'd like to connect with a retail buyer or a food service buyer who's at the conference and time permitting, you'd be able to do that. You'd be able to connect with them even though you're not there. So um, I, I, think that really, I, I think that really opens up uh, what, what, a, what, a, what a conference can be. Um, because you don't physically need to be there to, um, to capitalize on, on, on the benefits of, of, of a conference. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I it, had a thought. I had a thought in my mind. I, <laughs> I, thought, you were, I thought you were looking well, fly on your ceiling. It's all so new. I mean, uh, un, we're navigating uncharted waters here. I mean, how many times have you heard that? saying this year but yeah especially in our not business. as many times as i've heard in these unprecedented times yeah that's another one that's Definitely. another one so i mean it was a kick in the butt though uh you know it's time to people are getting busier and busier and they're not able to travel perhaps as much as they like even when they're able to travel again um so it still astounds me how how important travel is in the seafood industry mm -hmm. it's it's amazing how much travel happens just to like Go talk to someone, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's the nature of the industry. There are so many, you've got half wild, yeah. half farmed, so many different species, and then dozens of producing countries and dozens of consuming countries. It's just such, it's always been such a global industry yeah. and therefore people travel a lot because of it, not just for events, but, you know, to, to visit production facilities and to visit customers so it's you know that's gonna have to change a little bit from here yeah. on out and what what can what do you need to do versus uh what what do you like to do so um and we want goal to continue to be oh what what do i need it's what i it's what i need to do but if you can't make right. it for any particular reason so say you can't make it you know tokyo's too far for you or chennai is too far for you you can still participate uh and and not be there so that's that's what we're going with with this hybrid model moving forward. That's pretty cool. And there's um, 
this is all going to be recorded this year, right? So if people Correct. are, say, someone is taking family vacation uh, during those three days that the event's happening, um, or they don't have a good internet connection at the time, um, can they access this content afterwards? Would there be an extra fee for that? How is How would that work? Yes, uh, it's all being recorded. And it will be broken up in, into sessions, so it's uh, digestible, and you know, it's it's yet another reason to be a GAA member because it it will all be available uh, in in the conference application as well as in the GAA member toolkit uh, right after the conference, if not that day, depending how quickly we can turn it around. So, and and that that includes PDFs of of present pre- presentations. So. All that content will be oh, like readily accessible, yeah, to members. So, wow. very cool, very cool. Um, so I don't want to go go on too much about it because I think people get get the idea of kind of how it how this is going to go. Um, and I know that you're still working on the content, and I don't want you to give anything away that you know you you want to try and kind of keep a little close to your chest, but can you give us anything about uh, the content that people can expect or is that a surprise that they'll have to wait for? Yeah, well, it's, it's coming soon. As I said earlier, there are seven sessions. Um, we are, we're looking at this year. We, we, you know, it, it, we can't do everything every year. We try to focus on what's, um, what's timely and, and, and relevant to that particular year. Uh, a lot, a lot about how uh, COVID has impacted seafood production and trade flow. A lot about shifting trends in retail and food service and uh, uh, protein consumption as a result of of COVID. Um, a lot of talk about paradigm uh, uh, shifting, next generation aquaculture. Uh, production models, um, just what, what's out there on the cutting edge and what's mm-hmm. the economic feasibility of what's out there on the cutting edge. What, 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 what are we, what are we going to see in five or 10 years? There's a lot of content, um, that revolves around that. Um, as always, uh, there's our exclusive aquaculture production surveys for, uh, shrimp and fin fish. So we'll be presenting, that data, as we always do, and this year we're teaming up with um, Rabobank to do that. So we're very excited about what will look like a much different product. Uh, Rabobank is very, very good at data visualization and analysis, and all that content will be available to attendees as, as soon as it's uh, as soon as it's released. But there's there's much more too. I mean, we're talking about we we zero in on specific. Regions. There's um, there's a session with a lot of European speakers. There's a session with a lot of American speakers. There's a lot. There's a session with a lot of Asian speakers, and um, we're looking a lot at uh, uh, the 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 latest and greatest in um, in land based and offshore aquaculture. Uh, we're doing our annual global aquaculture production. Uh, excuse me. Our global our global Aquaculture Innovation Award, which is in its eighth year, we're in the judging process with right right now. So that's kind of a fun thing that we do. And, yeah, I, and f- I missed my opportunity to submit the podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, well, it's wide open. We consider it. 
Communication Maybe. is one Let's of the see. criteria, so one of the one of the areas that we, we consider. So uh, well, if we want, see. everyone think, yeah, it's rigged. <laughs> it's yeah, rigged. I know. I don't know if that would be a conflict of interest or not. Probably would. <laughs> well, it's good. To, it's good to know that despite um, this being virtual, that we're going to be able to hang on to that um, part of the conference because that is very um, well put together. Very informative and I, I i love hearing the presentations and, and going through all of that so i'm glad that's still happening yeah the innovation award is one of my favorite parts of yeah, the goal conference mine too i i love hearing the presentations i love uh you know getting to talk to some of the people that um that are finalists for that uh last year we spoke with a couple of them and i'm sure we'll get in touch with a couple of them this year too and i i just love seeing the ideas that these people have and and the guts that they have to follow through and actually make it happen which is pretty awesome so that's i'm really glad that we're holding on to that too uh and uh we may just need to submit a proposal anyway just because <laughs> sean so, already has it written so now that we got uh, yeah, the official I wrote it a long time ago and i've just <laughs> been waiting for the okay to go ahead and say yeah well you missed the deadline though <laughs> it was july yeah. 10th we'll do Classic it next year sean. we'll do it next year next year next year in tokyo it's all right i know someone Tokyo, on the, though i know someone on the inside so <laughs> yeah yeah get, get us up on stage for the uh in tokyo we'll do we'll, we'll plan for that um steve what else what else? Uh, what else do you want to get out there about goal this year? I don't know. I think we covered it pretty well. It really, you know, we talked a lot about what 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 changes. I I, I think there's just going to be a lot with familiarizing our audience with the the conference platform and application and what what a virtual event can be. I think that's going to be a lot of it. It's almost like a a test. It's a test run. I, we're we're delivering the same kind of conference this, this year in terms of content, but it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a test run. Um, uh, we, that's why we, we wanted to make it so accessible this year, just so people can get a taste of what we can deliver so that when yeah. we do it again next year, they'll participate. That's, that's right. really what this is all about this year. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt to, you know, become a member or, or, uh, and just, just to check in and participate in two or three of the seven sessions and see what it's like. It's not, you know, we're, we're not watching the door like we would at the live event with people coming in and out. You know, you come in and out at your leisure. If you want to check out two or three sessions, please feel free to do so. And then you get a taste of what we can offer. And, and then maybe, maybe that'll, you know, maybe that'll help you think about coming to the live event next year or maybe just participating in the virtual event. So um, we just want to show people what we're capable of doing and what's, and what's, what's possible so that they'll remain engaged and we can continue to act as a, as a convener in our industry and continue to be a, a pre-competitive space where people can talk about shared responsibilities and goals and make connections. And um, they, we can't take a year just because of the pandemic. It doesn't mean that sustainability and responsible aquaculture are going away. We need to keep talking yep. about these things. They need to remain front and center. And I know we've got a lot of production and supply issues to work through in this industry and people are, shifting on the fly but yeah, these these issues aren't going away and we need mm -hmm. to continue to talk about them in a pre-competitive manner so yeah i'm excited yeah, that we have this opportunity to show people how we can adapt and and continue to deliver the assurances that we do so uh sorry right. justin go ahead no i was just going to say this 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 episode i think is coming out a little bit earlier than than last year's but this by no means is the last the last information you're going to hear about goal as as the program gets further developed, there's going to be information about that. It's going to be released and and um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but we're our communication as we get closer to the um, 
to day one of the conference, there's going to be a lot of a lot more communication on what to expect and how things are going to look and feel. So stay tuned. Yeah, and and if you are looking for more updated information as we get closer to the event, make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Just the GAA newsletter, right, Maddie? Yep, and you can just do that at aquaculturealliance.org. There's a pop-up that'll come up that you can sign up for our newsletter with. Um, yeah. and then you won't also get too many to, emails. You won't get like bombarded with emails, but you will get yeah. good information about the Goal Conference and some other things that yeah. we're doing. And if you want to learn more about Goal and the history and the what we have up for the program topics so far, you can go to aquaculturealliance.org slash goal, and we'll have that linked in the show notes as well. For sure. So, Steve, before we finish up, what are some of the uh, most common questions that you've been getting this year about Goal? Oh, boy. I, <laughs> it's I Yeah. I got you. I, I don't house. Yeah, I just, I get a lot. I get a lot of questions about what what is a virtual event. What what mm. what are you doing? Uh, you know that yeah. that the people don't. You know it's new. It's new to a lot of people. You know uh, a lot of people. It, there was so much face to face. So I, I mm-hmm. a lot of the questions revolve around what what is a virtual event. You know I think they know. I think they know the type of content that we serve up at Goal, but not necessarily how we're going to serve it up this year. So yeah. it's a lot of the questions. That I imagine a lot of people are just kind of thinking that it's going to be just a, a whole bunch of webinars. You're just going to watch webinar after webinar after webinar, which yeah, isn't necessarily going to be the case. So, um, <laughs> right, because people have done so many, and it's going to feel like that a little bit. But it's it's different because we're leaving space in between to meet and network. And it's, you know, people are going to kind of come in and out and it's definitely going to have a different feel, but it's still an event. It's not a series of webinars. It's an event. It's the same dates. It was going to be this year. And it's, it's still one big event versus a series of small events. And I think that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even though it's taking a different form this year, it's still an event. And this is, this is our time. So, Awesome. Well, Justin, Maddie, do you guys Steve. have anything else for Steve while he's here? No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, and I'm excited. I can't too. wait to, to to see you know as things unfold what it's gonna what it's gonna look like, and I hope that our listeners get a little bit more excited after hearing this episode, and we hope that many of you who are listening to this episode join us in October. I'm excited to see what Steve can bring for the uh, opening ceremony. Oh, yeah. He always brings his A game. <laughs> we, well, we, <laughs> we should do, we'll do something. We'll definitely do something. So we always, we always try to capture uh, the culture in, in, in with where we're, um, you know, goal, you know, we're in, a, we're always, we're stuck in a hotel, but uh, we always try to bring that that country's culture in, and this year's going to be a little different. Because so internet culture, so it's just to be everyone. Cool. And, everyone, submit um, your cat videos because it's internet culture. So. <laughs> Cats playing pianos. Yeah. We'll have to bring our two blockchain guests on from last week or the week before, and they can be the main event for the yeah. culture of the internet. You should just dress up as a cloud, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> dance around a little. <laughs> just make some TikTok videos. <laughs> what else is it? What else is in the internet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if our listeners have any ideas, you know, we want to hear from ears. you. Yeah. Yeah. And if the <laughs> listeners have more questions about goal, what's the best way to contact you, Steve? Yeah. So you can access us uh, through goal at aquaculturealliance.org. That's the easiest way to, uh, to reach us. All right. We'll put that email in the show notes as well. So I think that's it. Steve, you got anything else you want to get out there before we... Uh, before we sign off? 
No, I no. Thank you for your time. Really excited by uh, what what we're going to do in October and and moving forward in 2021 and beyond. It's it's exciting. I've been doing events in this industry for. 20, 21 years now. So I, it, the, uh, the, the evolving, it really, really excites me and motivates me. And I'm, I'm glad that I get to be a part of it and, and do it for GAA. So I'm excited. It's a new chapter. It's a new chapter. It is. And it's yeah. no, it's not, this isn't easy, easy work for anyone that is not no. planning events. Steve is a very busy man and, and <laughs> there are other people involved with, with getting this off and running smoothly. Um, and it, it always goes so well. And so Steve, we, we, what I'm getting at is I, we appreciate your time and continue the hard work. And there's no doubt in my mind that this is going to be another, um, great opportunity and a great event for people in October. It's true. And I I think it's important to, on that note, to let people know that, you know, Steve and, and his team, which includes us to some extent, we work on this goal event. I mean, you're working on events one to two years out, correct? So you're usually working on an event right. for, for a year and a half plus before it happens. And uh, so this year, having to pivot, having it mm-hmm. almost all planned out, <laughs> uh, maybe not so much the content yet because it was a little early for that. But, you know, all of the logistics were starting to come together for Tokyo. And then you had to do a quick pivot. And it's like, okay, now mm-hmm. you have you know, nine months or eight months to pull this together. It's impressive what, what you and the team has been able to do. So good on you. And we're excited to see what comes with the event and to see everyone join us virtually. Yeah, I'm excited. So thanks the for coming the on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And maybe we'll have you on again to talk about kind of events in the seafood industry overall and how we think those are going to change in the future, kind of what you see on the horizon. I think that would be a a fun conversation as well, since we all love going to events and traveling. So yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Steve. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. No problem. Folks, that was our conversation with Steve Headland here from GAA communications and event manager. Really fun conversation. Really excited about goal this year. Hope all of you will join us. If you have any questions, make sure that you email the contact that we put in the show notes and like we said in the beginning, if you're not subscribed to the Aquademia podcast yet, wherever podcasts are podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get every episode that we release directly to your phone or computer or wherever you listen. And don't forget to give us a rating and leave us a review on what you think about the podcast. It really helps out the show, so we appreciate it. It helps us climb those charts. Hey, we're on Twitter at AquademiaPod, and we're also on email, podcast at aquaculture.com. Dot org. That's right. We say it every episode, so there's no excuse to not send us an email. No excuse. We try to get back to everyone that emails us, but sometimes it's a little bit delayed because we've got a lot going on. But We also just hit 300 followers on Twitter, so shout out to all of our Twitter Twitter-a. followers out there. Love you guys. Thank you for the support, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. We will talk to you next time. Ciao. Bye.